Well, we are in the Raising Men show, so welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, it's funny. I laugh because well, I won't tell that story. Well, yeah, I will. Because no. it, it, it fits. So I had a conversation with a person that I had great respect for. But what I'm thanking the Lord for me to be delivered from is I put a lot more, I put people on pedestals instead of keeping everybody on the floor. And I'll put myself in a basement or, or a little kid's chair to be so much less than. And I'm not saying from an arrogant perspective that I should think more of myself than I ought to, but I need to think more of myself than I do. And accept the fact that if the Lord's going to be creating a, a, a life where he came through man in the form of Jesus to live out his life, to learn exactly about us as a person. Now, all of the things that we go through, all the things that we struggle with, all the things that we wrestle with and how the enemy can tempt, even when Jesus was on the, you know, took him up, you know, right from a very powerful time, you know, the devil took him to this hall peak and said, look, I'm going to toss you off of there. And, you know, God was not going to let you hit, you know, dash your toe on a rock, you know, and he can, you know, you know, you're hungry and you've been fasting all this time, but you need to, you can call upon the angels to come and serve, and serve you and attend to your will. And when he knew that Jesus was supposed to be fasting for those days and, and, but we don't get it that God loves us that much to send his son to learn about loss and joy and happiness and pain and watching people disrespect his son, but it disrespect him at the same time to know that we know what grief feels like. And he knows what we go through. And I say all that to say that when, if we don't allow ourselves to eat from the table that the Lord provides for us, prepares for us in the presence of our enemies, there's some people that are that we're in the presence of that we don't even know that there are enemies. And that's where I believe the Lord has even taken us with these meals is that the Lord reminds us that, look, I'm the one who's elevating you. I will make your gifts, your, make your gifts, make room for you and will bring you in the presence of great men that, that the gifts that he's given us, not any other person, that you may think is so good, but I being God, the shepherd in this hymn we've been talking about in, in Psalms 23, one, the shepherd is the Lord here is his rank and title will bring everything to the table versus what man believes should be brought to the table. And I'm thankful for that because if we ever would get that right and understand that the Lord is in control, we would be so much farther along in our lives. Mm-hmm. So sure. I was even wrestling with this, and I don't, you know me, I don't like to talk a whole lot. So I'll, I'll set it up like this. I wrestled with since the time we met on Friday. And, and I know I have to do this because the enemy's in my ear about not doing it. Mm. I, felt like, I feel like Andy Cohen, right? where Andy Cohen is that host on Bravo, right? And he, he has his own little talk show. He's, he's Andy Cohen, right? But he also does a lot of these after a series concludes, series wraps, kind of these talk sessions and the, and the people who are, who are on the shows, you know, the Real Housewives of whatever country and state they're in, because there's like 50,000 of them now. Um, he talks about, even on the talk, the, the cooking shows, he'll talk to them about it. what was their thought about their time spent. And that's really what I feel like. Mm-hmm. And what the enemy was wrestling with me with is, well, you know, Andy Cohen's a homosexual. And so if you say you feel like Andy Cohen, some of these real churchy people, 
you know, that feel super spiritual, super holy, you're going to say, oh, do you feel like a homosexual? But the reality is we're supposed to love the people. I don't have to love the sin. I don't have to love their lifestyle. Right. And, and Andy Cohen is a phenomenal, you know, host. He's brilliant at what he does. And there's certain, there's a, that aspect of who Andy Cohen is, I really enjoy. And so I really enjoy the thought of being able to have this time with you all to sit back and we laugh and have a good time and talk about what dinner service meant to you and experience to you and for you and, and, and hear your experiences with it moving forward and while you're going through it. If, if I can address the part about Andy Cohen first um, and what comes up for me is um, I spoke a message today to our, to our local uh, congregation and one of the things that came up in that message was about this idea that we're focused on the wrong thing. Uh, yeah. we're, we're focused on the wrong thing. If, if we don't realize that uh, God is bigger um, than, and, or unaware or not aware of, you know, what a person's, you know, choices are and who they are, um, then why are we serving him? If he doesn't know everything about us, we, we sit in this place of judgment and criticism. And I, and I think that that's why most, a lot of people don't want to come to a different understanding and a different understanding, meaning not that he can't be who he is or who he thinks that he is, but who am I to judge that? Who am I to make a comparison and say, you shouldn't be that way. Um, and that, that has been a journey that we, I have been on um, with this segment as well, is that sometimes when we're not doing what we're supposed to do, or we're not um, listening to how we can be better or help other people become who they want to become, we're focused on the wrong thing. And if nothing less, this thing told me this, this time being with YouTube, um, you know, over these few weeks, it's been follow my heart, follow my gut, um, listen to what it is that I'm actually hearing, not just for sound, but for understanding and uh, the perspective uh, of the different, our different voices and those coming together um, is really put a thirst in me to want to explore other diverse perspectives and things like that. So um, that, that's where I am just open to what each person has to bring to the table, what each person has to bring to a conversation is really important to me and being open to that. I love it. I love it. Cause I know last week we talked about the gentleman um, or two weeks ago, we talked about the scripture about the gentleman who'd been laying by the pool. Yeah. I believe that is St. John oh. one or three. Oh, it was John five, five. one to 15. Now, there, a certain man was there who had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he had already been in that condition a long time. And he said to him, do you want, this is New King James, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I ha he wanted to tell his story, Michelle. You're into stories and stories versus facts versus what we tell ourselves. I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus just said to him, rise, pick up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And that day 
was the Sabbath. The man didn't have to go through a bunch of ritual. No, not at all. He didn't have to take the Holy Communion. He, didn't, he would have to say he loved God and, and, and invited the Holy Spirit into his heart. He didn't, he didn't have to do any sacraments or, you know, he go didn't bathe. He didn't or anything. No, at all. He, he, in fact, he didn't even have to change his lifestyle other than to get up off the ground. Get up. And it's, and it's so much of what we lack today in, in modern society. We don't allow people to get to that relationship with God, like Michelle, like you were saying. Jesus came for everyone. Mm -hmm. He wrestled with the Pharisees and the Sadducees because they were the makers of the law. And the law wasn't saving anyone. The law was damning people to hell daily because mm -hmm. you weren't following, quote, unquote, the law instead of what Jesus came. This man, because remember, back in that time, you were thought of to have done something wrong in your life, to have had sin in your life because you were sick. Right. That's right. And Jesus asked, dude, hey, you want to be made whole? Not do you want to believe, do you believe in God? No, do you want to be made whole? Yeah. You want to get well? Want to get out of here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not only that, he did it on the Sabbath, which uh, was against, against the laws of that. <laughs> against time. the law, right? And so mm -hmm. how unorthodox is 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 he to um, have saw the need and met the need regardless of, quote unquote, what the consequences might be, if you will. Um, and sometimes we have to not break the law. That's not where I'm going. But we have to know when we need to do something different for someone who is in need. And, and if that's us, ourselves, like I'm in need, what am I willing to do that's different to get to where I want to be? And in this case, it was Jesus with the, the man. He didn't want to hear this. He didn't need to hear the story because the story would have been, you know, what people didn't do for him, right? Or it could have been, what you know how he got there which there's a place in time for that but in that moment it was like i'm here i'm going to meet your need do you want to change or don't you yeah. because i you know what no mm -mm. you're just going to be changed you've been yeah. here long enough. long enough and 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 i think that that's an important lesson for us um as as we look to to grow and and to do something that we've never done before and i think i forget who says it i don't know if it's wayne dyer but you know in order to to, to be different, you have to be willing to do something different. Mm -hmm. um, if not, it's more of the same. And how insane is that? Wayne, didn't, Wayne Dyer didn't say that part. I said that part. You said that part. Yeah, you said that. <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah. The, the, are you ready? Are you ready to be changed? And, and if you're not, you need to be because you've been here too long. That's what I'm hearing. And I love that. And because we, we've been dealing with the 23rd Psalm, right? Five weeks worth. And never in the scripture does it say that the, the Lord, when he prepared that table, he made you say anything else at the table. He didn't make you pay any difference or pay any penance or pay for that meal. He didn't, he didn't make you pay any, any part at all for even restoring our souls, right? Making us to lie down in green pastures. We talk about going to uh, some of these spas, right? Where people are paying hundreds of dollars for these day spas and these pools that you can sit in with these soothing waters and get a massage to have yourself refreshed and cleansed. With well, oh, the twenty third song talking about though I make he maketh me to lie down in the green pastures. He he restores my soul. He yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he will comfort me. He will guard me. And nobody at those fancy pool places, they're not going to guard you if something happens. If someone comes rolling through there with a gun and a knife, you're on your own. Right. But in anybody talks, what is it, 23, 6, it talks about he, he anoints our head with oil, like yeah. we shared about two for the five weeks. And so 
the Lord doesn't have any requirement here for any penance that we must have to pay back. This is something he's preparing for us. And that's the beauty of grace. Yeah. There is, if, because if it was all about money, uh, then there's a whole swath of society that would be left out. Oh, yeah. You know, but, but his amazing grace, because the good shepherd doesn't say, come if you have money. And uh, as a matter of fact, I love, I believe it was Isaiah that said uh, that the spirit of the Lord is saying, come and buy without money and without price. Drink deeply, uh, eat, eat voraciously, whatever you need to do, just do it. Come and you can have it and you can, and I think he says, oh, everyone that thirsts, uh, that is hungry, just come on and, and buy without money and without price. And I love that about the Lord because we're finding out, it, it, we've always known it, uh, but it's becoming more prominent now um, in political and in natural realms for people to acknowledge the fact that all of us, although we were born equal, we are not all treated equally which is what touched your heart as a father. Yep. Uh, no doubt you went just a little bit left when you couldn't find your son. Yeah, right. <laughs> a little bit left. I want to give you the benefit. Of oh, yeah. I appreciate doubt. you, but, you know, I was way out there. Yeah, you, you, were, you were out there. Yeah. Um, and, and it's because of all that's going on in society right now that, that you hate to put, how old is this child? That was, He's uh, uh, 12. He's and 12. he thought he did a good thing. I mean, yeah. you know, Jesus took off too at 12. You got to cut the kids some slack. Yeah. But when his parents found him four days later and they made it back to town. They, they a, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and he was doing the father's business. So I can just see him thinking, what yeah. a great idea this would be. Instead of them coming to get me, I'm done. I'm going to go where the rest of the guys are. Yeah. It might have been nice if he'd called you or yeah. a cell phone, but I don't know. But anyway, sure. it, it, because of what's going on, um, in, in, our, in our society, we see things differently. You know, we, it's, it's a whole different conversation. I forgot the other thought I had in mind. But um, that, that it's not about money. And, and we're seeing that, I think that's what I was saying, come and buy and drink and eat. Uh, and, and it's not about your economic status uh, because we now know that it's easy to say, send the kids back to school if your kids are going to a school where they have money that they can reconfigure the classrooms, it's great if you can send your kid to a school where they can open all the beautiful windows on the side of the building and, and uh, let fresh air come in and circulate. It's awesome if you can tear down the old ca cafeteria and rearrange the tables and the chair. But if your kid goes to school in the hood where I went to school, sure, sure. Uh, you know, your parents got you out of there pretty quickly. <laughs> you got your, your folks moved you north. They knew you weren't yeah. going to survive. <laughs> yeah, I know. Huh? Cross those train tracks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, they, they knew. Sometimes you just know. But um, I stayed in the hood, the, you know, the entire time, and uh, it was it was very interesting. So I'm just saying, the, the Lord knows. The, yeah. the, the Lord knows, and He's working it out for for our good. I find that in this time we've been sharing and looking at this whole thing that we, we have to look at God differently. We have to look at his simple nature differently. We make, we make life difficult. We make life a lot more challenging than it needs to be. 
if we followed God's plan just from these six verses, teaching us to rest, teaching us to trust, teaching us to understand who is in control in terms of rank and stature, we could have been another form of God's name. God, the supreme God of this, or God, the provider. But no, he said, look, God here, Jehovah, the, the rank and title over all gods, the, the position of power here. He didn't even talk about being a provider because he later on qualifies the fact that in this title, this is what I can do. I'm going to provide for you just by, by the nature of my responsibility for you. He didn't even call himself Father God here, right? It is title. And I think that's how we really should look at life and break it down from, okay, God, what are we talking about here? Who's providing for me? What am I doing? In, in looking at this, how does, how does something like this, six verses, how is your perspective now when you get to pandemics or you get to topics like you mentioned schools? And how does that change your thought in just dealing with kids and being a parent? I'll pick up where I left off and then I'd love to hear from Shelly because she's got kids out there in the school system uh, right now. And I was just thinking the other day, gosh, I am so glad that my kids are already grown and gone and that I don't have to deal with this. But what this study did for me, so many different things. And since I'm the oldest, um, the, the senior mother here of all of, all of us, uh, I've, I've studied the 23rd Psalms. Well, maybe that's not correct. I've read the 23rd Psalms. Because what you proved to us with this series there is a difference in reading it and studying it. So I have read the 23rd Psalms and I've had it read to me. I've heard preachers reference it. Uh, it's hard to go to a, a homegoing memorial funeral service without hearing it. So after a while, you come to think of it as, well, that's just a, something we read at, um, at, at a funeral. And uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, is what we teach the kids to say when they eat, uh, get sit down to eat a meal. And so we kind of stop right there, Jehovah, the capital L-O-R-D, Jehovah's my shepherd. And uh, we know that Moses, uh, Abraham rather, referred to him as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider. And so what you guys helped bring out for me is that it's more than just, it, it, it's shelter, yes, it's, it's rest, it, it, it's trust, as you say, it's provision. It's green pastures. It, it's what I need, what my soul needs. Then he talks about preparing the table. Never would I have compared my life to being the table. Dr. Knight brought that out when she talked about it, it's life and it's more than it. And you brought out that it's more than, I thought this would be a one-time one -time event. He prepares a table and we move on. But you guys brought out that it's almost like he continuously, it's not an expiration date on it. I never thought of that before, that he continuously prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. So it's nothing the enemies can do about it. Sometimes we have enemies we don't even know about. Speak. But God is good. God, God is merciful. This has just been a blessing. Michelle, where are you at? Would tell, share with us 
where you see this? So I want to go back to your original question, which I think was around um, the children piece. And I, I think about how am I being a shepherd to my kids? Mm-hmm. How am I leading them? How am I guiding them? How am I providing for them? And I, ironically, I don't know if this, it might've been to day, actually, my six-year-old, um, Caitlin, she says, mommy, what's a shepherd? And I was thinking, why is she asking me this? Like, where is this coming from? Because we haven't talked in, you know, uh, in over a week now, uh, this group. And, and, and I said, you know, um, a, a shepherd in the, in the, in the, uh, the sense of he's the, he's the one who cares for all the sheep in the field. And he makes sure that they eat. He's, he makes sure that they have um, uh, shelter if it's raining outside. He grooms them. He just really makes sure that they're taken care of. And then I said, and we call our pastors, that pastors are like shepherds. I said, so Uncle Mike, he makes sure that all the members, you know, that they have um, like they have the Bible studies and they have, you know, so I started talking about the things that they do, not necessarily the heart of the shepherd. And I caught myself and I said, a shepherd loves his children, a, a shepherd, he cares for them. So I wanted her to understand the difference between caring and being and doing. Um, mm. And I think that, I think that, all of it is important, yet I wanted her to understand that I, because I love you, I do these things. Not, not necessarily the other way around because sometimes people can do things for you. It's a service, I'm a consultant, right? I do love my, I do love my, my clients. Okay. However, it's a relationship. And I wanted her to know that as a parent, it is my honor, it is my joy, just like it's God's good pleasure to give his children things. It's, it's, it's my honor. And that's something that I hadn't looked at before this study, the character of the person who is the shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. You, you had frozen there just a bit, but we, we got the gist of what you were saying, because it's key now that moving forward, we have to be intentional about the scripture. Mm-hmm. We, if it, it'd be intentional about our life. We can't allow life to be turned back up to full speed like it was and we gloss over any aspect because every aspect is going to bring something about that we need for healing, for, for living, for doing, for being. And it could be said something simple. Just now applying that to your daughter's life, who's six years old, we already know that she's got a special hearing and sensitivity and discernment for the Lord. Yeah, who asked that at six? It's six. It, but, but no, but see, I go back further when I first, I think I came the first time when you all <laughs> yeah. share the story when she says she knows that she'd met your father, yes. Elder Page, before. Oh, and yeah. she stands on the story back that down she knows. What's that? I think she won't back down. Like you try to tell her, you weren't here, you weren't born. You know, you couldn't possibly. He's right. been gone 13 years, you're only six, right. you know, or right. five. Right. And it's, she will say things like, remember when Papa did this? Or remember when I did this to Papa? And I'm like, okay. 
thank God I believe in 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 God, sure. you know, because sure. I would not have the wisdom to know how to deal with that. And you know, in in some cultures, they'd be like, "She's a witch. She's a this. She's." A and I'm like, yeah. "No, she's a pure spirit. Yeah. She 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 is is in tune with a world." Um, outside of where we live, right? Um, you sure and, and she's not talking a, about your father, not the boy's papa? She's never met that papa. She's right. never met any papa. And she says... Other, other than Stephen. Uh, other than her father, yes. who is Stephen. Right. Um, she's never known another grandfather even she's figure. She knows Uncle Mike is Uncle Mike. No, she is very specific about it being my dad about and and the i the beautiful irony of this is i had a dream that before she was born i saw my dad feeding her bananas which is something that he would do with, with the, the kids with the spoon and he would rake the banana off and feed it to them and that was just like the joy and then the next joy was when they were old enough to eat watermelon so for her to make that correlation, something else is at play. You know, yeah. listeners, if you're not a believer, you call it what you want. I'm saying that is to that is her um, discernment and yeah. and her ability to to connect and see. And uh, because I'm a seer, I believe in that. So that's the thing that I'm I'm hoping to see, but I'm grieved to see at the same time is that moment in her life when she loses that. So I'm praying that she doesn't ever lose that. Yeah where she keeps it, that knowledge and thirst for God in such a pure form that she accepted that this is the way things are. Mm -hmm. Because she, we, don't, we pray that she never learns that that should not be a normal way in humanistic society. But from a spiritual society, yes, this is natural. This is normal for you to, to speak and hear from God, for you to have been amongst the great cloud of witnesses. Because the witnesses were there and are there now and she was a part of that witnessing group prior to coming into time with us. So yeah, it makes sense that she would have been a part of her family prior to coming. But like you said, when you talk about that kind of a topic, people think, oh, you lost your mind. You ready for one of them jackets like Prince used to wear, you know, the one that buckles in the back with the episodes right. and stuff, and the real yeah. long sleeves. Yeah, for you sure. Know? But, but, but people forget the being able to deal with it in such a way that makes sense because God's promises in his economy doesn't make sense yeah and it, and it doesn't have to just just one thing i want to say about that uh, because the scripture does say when we train up a child in the way that he or she should go he will not depart from it so um i know we all have our journey and and that's what makes it beautiful because when we have what we we have what we need inside of us. And then when we're planted with more goodness, yeah. when we run up against, you know, teenage years or young adult years, um, and we're being made for that purpose that sure. we know we are called to, there's going to be a struggle, but she won't have to, she won't have to lose that in order to gain whatever else, whatever other experiences that she's having. And I look at my own life as a witness and a testament to that. I look at your life, Craig, as a witness to that, you know? So, um, I think it's about just making it, like you said, a natural part of of, of our of our conversation and our relationship, and not this goes into another area, and we can talk about this probably on another show. But making it so that again, her voice is always heard and it always matters. And when I just said to her last night, I said, "You know, you can always tell me anything," and she said, "Yeah, mom, I know that." She said. 
the other night when we were watching, we had movie night and it was um, me, my husband and my, uh, the, the two, the 18, the 16 and her, she said, I didn't feel included. And I said, well, why didn't you feel included? What was, what, what made you not feel included with your family? How could you not be included? She said, well, you guys were laughing at the movie and Lawrence and Brubba's were laughing and, and Taylor was laughing and daddy was laughing, but I didn't want to watch that movie. And I said, well, next time maybe we'll watch what you want to watch. And I said, would that, would that be, you know, would that make you feel any different? She goes, well, maybe, but I want to think about what I want to watch. I would rather play a game. So in that moment, it was just like, she wanted to do something different than the rest of us were doing. And she felt excluded. She didn't feel included, but that wasn't to say you're being a brat, you know, stop being a brat. Everything's not about you. It was your voice matters uh, on this small scale and on anything larger, you can always talk to me. And that's, that to me is, it's also, it resonates with me with this scripture. There's, if he is my shepherd and I shall not want, even if he knows what I want, he wants to hear me say that this is what I want because he cares that much. She won't have to struggle with trying to convince somebody that she's okay because God has already started to work on the shepherdess and you working hand in hand with, with her natural shepherd. And she knows how to even listen to the services and can quote back things that pastor Mike has said, but um, he's already prepared and God gives people special children. And then I believe that he prepares those people for those children. You remember when God gave Samuel to Hannah and when he even sent Isaac to Abraham and, and when David was given and all this, it, he prepares the, oh, and Samson, they told him in advance what kind of child he was going to be, what kind of man he was going to grow up to be. And then the parents had a responsibility. But I think that is an awesome thing for us for anyone to ask, what is a shepherd? And pastor preached on that. No, first lady, co-pastor preached on that. Was it last Sunday about the role? But I don't know if Caitlin would have heard any of that or not, but that is just amazing. She, she preached a powerful message on our responsibility for the shepherd, not for appreciation services, money, gas for the car, mortgage. No, no, no. She talked about prayer and support and holding them up and what it means to be a shepherd. And then the Lord says, I will give you shepherds after my own heart. Because anybody can learn business techniques as to how to grow a church, how to grow a ministry. You can hire someone to do marketing but the Lord is saying, I'm not looking for a marketing executive when it comes to my people. And we are his people. He says, I'm going to give you a shepherd that will love you and feed you and lead you into truth. And he will lead you by green pastures and still waters. That's what a good shepherd does because he loves the sheep. He said, not a hireling. Like I remember, and it hurt me to my soul. It was back in the 80s, I think. The 80s, for sure, possibly the late 70s, when they were uh, 
Child Protective Services was just taking so many kids by the hundreds, by the thousands around the nation out of their home and putting them into foster care. I mean, if the parent did anything, I'm not talking in favor of abuse, but I'm saying no matter what it was, they had taken all these kids and they had overburdened the system. The system was just huge, had far too many children, not enough homes and people, but the social services would pay you to take care of these kids. So some people said, gee, I need more money for my income. I think I'll get me a couple of kids from socials, from the, the uh, county social services department. And they would get these kids, uh, broken children many times from broken homes who have been thrown into a broken system. And then somebody who needs an extra thousand dollars a month to pay the rent, to buy groceries, goes out, gets a couple of these little darlings, brings them into their home, to, to get a, a paycheck that's a hireling. And so then when the kids start acting out in school or they bed wet or they use bad language or they like to fight or they start stealing or they do just natural things that kids do, then these, these parents would say, come get these kids. You give, give me two different ones. These are too much. That's God is saying, I'm not looking for somebody to come and run the church and provide for my children. I, I'm, I'm looking for a shepherd. And the key word you mentioned, uh, Michelle, was love. It's all about love. That's huge. That's huge because there's so much in our society where people don't believe that we are loved. Yeah, that's right. And people turn to self-medication. Yes to find ways to fill the hole or feel loved, whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, you name it. And when you realize even with our children, six or less or more, they also have tables that are prepared for them in the presence of their enemies. So there's no way that we can just think that we have some type of, you know, lock on the fact that now we've been through you know, six verses for five weeks. And then the, the word that the Lord's brought for these six that it's just left with us. No, it's, it's, we have to go now and teach them and, and expect that they're going to have these tables prepared for them My God. in the present there and there. And it was in the case of Caitlin, she's sharing stories where she may have been at a dinner table, obviously before she was even here with us My Lord. and she was in the presence of her family. So no, no enemy there at all. Right. So that I think is just phenomenal just in itself. And she'll have a start. And if we keep things fresh with the kids and don't teach them that it's wrong, and you know, don't tell, I mean, Michelle, you and Stephen do a phenomenal job that you weren't telling her, no, that didn't happen, that didn't happen. And you're breaking her, not breaking her spirit. Because, like with a horse. Her, yeah, but, and breaking her confidence yeah. in what she believes she knows. Yes. If it's yes. not necessary to say, that's just impossible. Shut up. Go sit down. Exactly. And, <laughs> that's where the, and that's the time when the enemy gets involved there because the kids start thinking, well, what they knew is to be a pure love is now a lie. And they start questioning, well, what that is. And then the enemy creeps right in there. That's right. Oh, they just don't believe in you. Mm-hmm. They don't love you. Mm-hmm. That's you right. Know? And that's that where God is real. I, yeah. I said to Michelle once, um, Caitlin will come in and go, Mommy, I have a great idea. 
and it might be, I don't know, let's paint the room blue, but, or red, but whatever it is, they'll say to her, oh, well, what is it? Share it. Tell me about it. And she, all the time, I have not, I just have an idea, but it, it, my idea is a great idea. And that builds her self-esteem and her, and even if it's an impossible, which usually she's got a good idea, but if it's something you don't want to do or can't do or whatever as a parent, there is a way to handle it. Because I don't ever remember being told that I had a great idea. I grew up feeling less than and not as pretty and not, didn't have as nice of hair or you know, the nose wasn't right or the teeth weren't right or the clothes or whatever it was that I thought made someone beautiful or special. So I would keep my ideas. And even to this day, sometimes I marvel at what other people do and get paid for it. I'm like, I've been doing, Michelle, I mean, no offense to Night Consulting. I've I've already heard this, so go ahead. You, Tell the world. You're not, you're not mad at me, are you? I just can't believe. I'm like, you got a whole... I've been doing some of what you do. I've been trying to do it on my own little scale for 50 years. You, talking to people, encouraging them. I talked one woman off the suicide ledge. She was getting ready to kill herself or her husband and her child. I talked that woman down. I got no money for that. I didn't get to start a business. I'm just saying, I wish somebody had said to me, oh my God, you have an amazing ability to counsel. You should consider that as a career. They just said, you know, do your homework and move on. But I'm giving you a bad time. But what I'm saying is, by them saying to her, that is a great idea. Not just an idea, not even a good idea. But she goes away believing that she has a great idea and she yeah. will share those ideas and, and they will be great. And she feels safe. She feels safe to do it. Yeah. I think, I think that's the thing because we would never tell her, we won't lie to her. No, no. And, and that's, and I think that's a part of being a good shepherd. God is, is not going to lie to us and tell us that what we're doing is okay to make us feel good, to stroke our ego around um, an idea, you know, manipulating the plan, putting our little hands in there. He's like, you know, I hear you and this is what we're going to do. <laughs> and so, you know, um, you know, the man at the, at the, at the pool, you know, yeah, I hear you, but this is what I'm going to do today. You know, yeah. the woman with the issue of blood. You know, somebody touched me. I, I hear you. I know you're in pain, but this is what I'm going to do. And mm-hmm. I and I think that that's oh. also a part of um, leading our families, if you will, is, yeah, you know, that that's a great idea. Caitlin had a great idea. I just executed on it uh, today. I, I, I don't know how we started talking about Caitlin, but um, she's brilliant, people. She's brilliant. Um, but no, she goes, we got a new puppy. His name is Chaos. And so we have now we have mayhem and we have chaos. Just go with the story, people. Um, and so she said, Mommy, I have a great idea. We should go on Chewy.com. And I said, really? I said, what do they have on Chewy.com? She said, I have toys for mayhem and for chaos. They, and oh, they have pee pads 
And we should get some of those because he's going to have accidents in the house. And I was like, you're right. We probably do need to get some of those. And so I, I said, well, what do you think those are really for? She goes, well, it's so that he won't go on the floor, right? Or on the carpet or on. And I said, yeah, that, that's right. She goes, but we should get some of those. And so fast forward a couple weeks. I didn't get them. We've had them about two, two weeks now. And she goes, I think we should go on Chewy.com, mommy. She told me again. So I went on Walmart. I've been ordering, you know, groceries and stuff. And I bought them today. And she said, I see that you got those, you got those pee pads for chaos. And I said, I did. She goes, we should put them out now. And I said, well, daddy said we should wait until the night, you know, because we want to, you know, make sure that he knows that that's where he goes. And she goes, well, we could still put them out at night, but we should put them out today just in case he has an accident. So what I'm saying is, is that her idea is not just, um, a one time, she's really thought it out. And yeah, mommy, you have an idea too, but this is why my idea is important. And, I, and, and being a good shepherd to her, I'm acknowledging that even if I want to do something different, I'm still acknowledging. And I, and I think that that's, that's one way that God helps to reassure us, you know, by blessing us um, continuously, that cup running over um, idea comes to mind is, even if we get it wrong, even if we're not 100% right, or we're not doing it his way, he's not withholding the good thing from us. It may be delayed. It may take a little bit more time, but he's not going to withhold that from us wow. because it's a good thing. One of the things the Lord has given me was that after words like this, studies like this, times of sharing like this, I don't want to stand before God with excuses. I don't want to have to explain what mm. I didn't do with my blessings. Mm with my gifts, mm. with, and my talents, mm. and those cups that are running over. Because when we think about just even the cup running over part that you had mentioned, it doesn't say that the cups stop. We could have drank and drank and drank and drank from that cup and set it down and it kept, kept bubbling over in our hand and on the floor and all over the table. And we couldn't drink enough in our lifetime to probably ever drink the contents of that overflowing cup. And people unlimited are- supply. Unlimited supply. And some people are waiting to be blessed on our overflow. So if we're not taking that meal seriously mm -hmm. and applying it to our life and going forward to what the Lord's got, I don't want to be like that servant when their master left and he gave some a few talents and some a few less talents and then one he gave just the one singular one. Right. And he hid it. And was excited to say, here, Master, you've been gone all these years. I'm a good servant. You gave me one talent. Here's that one talent back. Here you go. And, and he disrespected the Lord, the yeah. Master, before he gave him back. He said, mm-hmm, I knew that you were, a hard, you were unfair from the beginning. Yeah. I knew you were going to come back. Yeah. Looking for, I, can you imagine the nerve? Yeah. I knew you were a hard taskmaster. Yeah. And I and just like I figured, I told so-and-so just the other day, yeah. he's going to come back here looking for where he hasn't sown. He's going to be looking for more. And I'm going to give, I'm going to have this one. Yeah. I thought, what nerve? Yeah. yeah. So we dogged him out before he even said, here's the one you gave me. Yeah. And you really think about what we do. And we do that to the Lord all the time. The Lord has given us so many gifts, My Lord. so many talents mm -hmm. of things that we know we can do. Yeah. 
but to sit around and go, oh, I don't know. I can't do that. No, I don't want to do that. What if this happens? Well, so what if it does? Right. The it's cup that he gave us before is still running over. Yeah. So we need to still think that the Lord is blessing us. He loves us enough to continue filling that cup, right. providing for us, causing us to rest, leading us by the still water, refreshing our soul and guiding us along the path of righteousness for his namesake. So even though we are continuing to walk through these valleys, or these darkest valleys, we will fear no evil because yep. he are with me and his rod and his staff, they're still comforting me. It's an ongoing process. And he's still preparing those tables in the presence of us, of our, of our enemies and still anointing our head with oil and our, our mm-hmm. cup is overflowing. And he's still allowing the goodness and mercy and love to follow us. Not like it stopped, right? To follow us all of the, all days, the days of our life. All of them. All of them. Not that's like it was skipped. That's yeah. forever. And yes. so we don't ever have to worry about provision, the love of God chasing us down because it never left us. It's right there with us. Right. You think that's why David said, I believe that it was in Psalm 37. David must have been reminiscing and looking back over the shoulders of time. And he said, I used to be young. Yeah. And I can see him adding handsome, strong. I mean, the ladies sure. loved him. Sure. He loved them. David said, I, I used to be young. I once was. Yeah. Said, but now I'm older. Yep. But in looking back, I'm an, I'm an old man life. now. I don't know how old David was. We could look and see how many years he lived and all of that, and whether this was at the end of his life. But somewhere between that midlife and the end days that he sure. must have seen, he looked back. Yeah. And in this song, you just pointed out that the cup, runneth, which is a continuation. Yes. Again, I, I apologize, God. I was limiting him to one little cup mm. and one little saucer, mm. and it ran over. That's, I mean, that is what it says, right? Okay. My yeah. cup. Yeah. And runneth does imply continuously, but yeah. not forever. And then it said, surely goodness and yes. mercy is going to follow me. How long, David? All the days of my life. And he said, because I used to be a young man and God provided. He made a way. He he gave me victory in battle, spared my life, forgave my sin, gave me, made my name great, gave me everything I needed. He said, and now I'm old and never have I, glory to God, never have I seen the righteous forsaken or I just don't think it's right. What, what's your, your, your voice? Caden? Caden mm-hmm. Jackson? Help, help me Ev, out. Ev, Evan and Ryan. Evan and, 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 and Ryan and Shane. And Ryan and Shane. That's just, it don't make sense. I, I don't need to see those boys begging in the streets. Yeah. Carlisle young men, homeless yeah. and begging. I don't ever want to see that. Johnny Carlisle would rise from the grave. Eunice Merle would, would come sweeping yeah. through here with yeah. makeup and a fine outfit on and said, those are, I know those are not my grandsons. Yeah, with a hat and shoes to match. She, oh, she'd have hat and shoes to match and a handbag. Yeah. And a handbag. And, and a coat. And, and if the weather was not right, she'd have an umbrella. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but she would be saying, no way. Yeah. 
These are my grandsons. Yeah. So, and so that's what David said. I not only have I not seen the rock, I haven't seen Craig begging. Right. And not only did Johnny Carlisle not beg. Yeah. Yeah. Even Ken and Cynthia should not be begging. Their, yeah. their mom and dad, those were righteous people that sacrificed everything they had sure. to put it on the table. And David sure. said, not only have I not seen them begging, I haven't seen their seed. seed. Yeah. Your offspring should be blessed. So yes, Caitlin should be blessed. Yeah. And Michelle ought to be blessed because her dad and I are blessed. Yeah. And, their, and their children's children's children. And their children. Even though I don't know what, how many, I mean, good God Almighty. So this is awesome. And then he says, I will, where am I going to dwell? And I think this is prophetic looking into my book of Revelation. Sure. That's my, that's my word. Sure, sure. Into the book of Revelation, because he says, and I will dwell. Now, you can look at it from a natural perspective, but I'm sure. looking, now you got me looking beyond one cup, yeah. a teacup and a saucer. Sure. I'm looking for more. Espresso than, cup. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking, glory to God. I'm looking for more than that. He says, yeah. and I'm going to, goodness and mercy is going to flank me and follow me. They got my back. You yeah. know, we'll say, you, I, I, I got your back. Yeah. I had your back today too. So my day started going sideways and I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And I was tired and I was hungry and the Zoom thing wouldn't work and I couldn't get the link to work. I thought, just go on, wrap it up without me. I can't do this. Yeah. But, but, but the Lord said, goodness and mercy. Mercy. His mercy are going to follow me all the days of my life. That's it. Now dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever. <laughs> See, and the funny thing is, I, 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 even going back to the beginning, and as we wrap, when I was sitting outside by the fire pit, just thinking, and the Lord said to do this, mm. and you guys have said time and time again, how could you, you could have just done it yourself, but I could not have, because it would not have accomplished the goal that the Lord had already set. Mm -hmm. yeah. he, the, the table that He was setting before us in the presence of our enemies was already set. He was waiting for us. He's waiting for us to get before him because he had placed it before us, but we had not yet arrived for dinner. You know what I'm saying? And we've shared meals together across five weeks of this. And just being able to understand from a, a human's perspective of what those tables and meals look like, mm. recipes that our children have made, and we've watched Caitlin go and serve what drink do you want? What do you want this? And her excitement to seeing family being in the spots where they normally are, in my case, newly coming to that table with them and expanding. So there's, there's more in the store. So it's not just doesn't stop here with these six verses. This is a continuous outpour of what the application is for this. And whatever the Lord has for us moving forward, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. If nothing else happens, I'm thankful for this. But the word already is confirmed, like you guys have already said, it doesn't just stop here. Mm -hmm. It follows us. Follows all the days of our Well, I appreciate you guys for being a part and joining the Racing Men Show. Unconventional this week because we didn't have a single commercial. Those are my favorite. And, 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 I, and I pray that the Lord, as he blesses us in our ministries to go, that he provides another way. Part of the provision in here is that we have our programs and broadcasts that go that won't have commercials during to break up the segments. Nice. But the Lord allows for the commercials or those of the support and the sponsorship that the Lord, I pray, yes. that he continues to bring support, yes. yeah, in that overflowing 
champion windows of heaven and cups running over to come to us in a position that allows our ministries and his, the word of God to go forward uninterrupted and without being ashamed of it and being able to stand on the fact that, God, we are excited about this because of that ruah, that word of God, that breath of God that you put inside of us mm-hmm. to speak, breathes over the people and not us. So we can never stand as if we're super righteous and super saved to do right. look at what we've done. It's like, no, right. God, we stand before you no matter where it is, beside, behind a sacred desk or out in the middle of a street somewhere. We have the faith enough to know that, God, that's your word coming through your breath, covering over the people as you bring the words. Because we can study all day, all night, and all of a sudden we get up to speak and either we could fall deaf and mute. Right. Or every word that comes out, that wasn't what I had put on that paper. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so when people, you know, sit back and they go, wow, you guys have put all this together. That's amazing. No, we, that's totally, got a few notes here or there. A few you conversations. Know, I appreciate your obedience to the word because as I said, as being around the longest, which, you know, doesn't always count for much, but it's like, <laughs> come on. But in this case, it's like, how much can you squeeze out of the 23rd Psalm? You know what I mean? Yeah. But God was awesome to, to use us in this way. And I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying God spoke to me or anything, but I would love to see what you do with five verses out of Matthew 9. You can read Matthew that one tonight. Matthew 9. Ma- I'm okay. sorry, Matthew 6 and 9. Okay, I'm writing that down. Matthew 6 and 9. Okay. 9 through 13. I just want to see what you would do with that. Okay, I'm going to write that down. I'll, take, uh, I'll see the lower one, 6. Wait, Matthew, Matthew 6, 9 to 13. All right. Just Sounds like she put a challenge out. Yes, there, she did. Sir. Yes, she did. <laughs> Throwing the gauntlet down to say, I mean, if you're going to work with six verses, then I want to okay. see what you can do with five. Got it. Okay. We'll see what the Lord says about that. I, I was been struggling with uh, just even uh, Psalms 91. I, I'm oh, just. Well, I love. Uh, oh, my gosh. Staying under the shadow of the wing of the most high. I mean, you can't get anything out of that no more than what it says. It says, Oh, come on now. Come on now. Because just what it says. That's all But, 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 but the Lord gave me that gave me about that Psalm is that when you're under that wing of God and he, and he begins to move, people think that if, if you're standing under that shadow, it's not moving. It's standing still. You have to think about shadows. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Taking the shadow out. Wait a minute. See, See, if because, you say we shall abide under the shadow. Right. So when the shadow begins to move, you have to move with about it moving. See, but when, but when God moves in our lives and other people's life, he begins to move and he move around. And sometimes he takes off at a faster pace. So <laughs> if we're going to be under that shadow, we've got to move with moving. it. You've got to be. Ready be in, to exactly. So there's sometimes when we can sit and be refreshed and there's sometimes we get a walking pace and sometimes we got to pick up both feet and get them feet of running because that shadow was moving quickly. Mm-hmm. And the Lord did tell Moses, when you, when, when, you see the, when you see the shadow, when you see the cloud moving, you move. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. at night. The flame is there. Need you. I'll let you know when to make mm-hmm. camp. But when see, it moves, you move. See, that's where, that's where 91 has got me so riled up because oh. people don't understand <laughs> that it's not just, oh, I'm going to pitch wow. my tent here and be. Yeah. So even case in point today, Psalms 91, I, I, when I dropped the kids off, and I'm sure we're way over time. I'll have to edit this part out, but sorry about that. <laughs> Um, when I dropped the boys off at the beach, for Carlsbad to be 90 degrees and hot, this it's almost unbearable because there's nothing down here to cover us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, not a lot of trees. Oh, see, see, but see, now you already got this. So let me tell. Let me oh, get to that story okay. for Hold on, hold on. So, okay. I had just, I think, out of my mouth, I just said, "Man, I wish it'd be nice if I could park under a shady spot." 
<laughs> you know, the next corner I turned on. Come on. It <laughs> was a person that was loading their car, getting ready to leave, and a car in front of me had driv- driven past them who was also looking for a spot. They chose not to wait yep. <laughs> for the shade. They want to park in the sun. So he prepared that, Lord prepared that table for me. Or, okay, so I abide it under the shadow, under the wing of the shadow of the Most High God. And so that person pulled out. And I was able to park right there. And it was so cool when I got back to the truck. It was nice and <laughs> relaxed. It's so, amazing. It's amazing what God yeah. will do. Well, yeah. I, was also, I was also thinking that if you're under the wing, yeah. he's got to be flying. Yeah. See. Because Fine. you can't. If, if you were going to abide under the wing, it, it didn't say you were going to live in the wing. Like abide, you know, inhabit, you know, the, those words might be interchangeable. But if you're going to abide under the shadow, he yeah. is moving because his wings are like this in the in the sky. Yeah. Birds don't make wings like this and walk on the floor. No, they don't. <laughs> walk on the ground. No, they do not. So, an eagle stuff. Eagle. Yeah. For yeah. sure. But he doesn't, See. oh, that is pretty because they dwell in the secret place. We should leave that alone because well, I'm just saying, if the Lord is also speaking, you know, that's that's those are uh, those are 16 verses. I'm just saying, it's what, what 91 and 16. See, which there I, she go again, limiting, limiting. I, I know, small cup, espresso cup. I'm sorry, you know, oh. it says, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's that's ninety one sixteen. Yeah, it does say that. Yeah, I'm so that's yeah, the I'm sorry. before that would not be appropriate. No, I'm just saying. Mm. I'm just saying. He with shall long call life. on me and I will answer him. I See, will that's, be with him in trouble. See. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Yeah, see. I will satisfy him and show him my, and that goes back to verse one. Who is the he that he's talking about? He that dwells in the secret place. place. (laughs) It's a secret place of the most high. Yeah. Shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Mm Mm-hmm. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God of whom I trust. And if you go back and then we look at the word God there, and it's funny how the Jehovah God there is the same rank God that we just spoke about in 23 and 5. David, David claimed him for that. that that's, just, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well. Well, thank you all for being here. You've been listening to the Raising Men Show, and I don't know how the Lord's going to have me edit this one out, but we'll see where, how far uh, over the 16 minutes we were today. But that's okay. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right, you all stay out of trouble. I'm going to stop the recording, Michelle, and see what it does for renderings.